You're listening to the Sports Moment, January 30th, 2024. Part of the Sports Moments and Memories with Craig Olson podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe so you never miss a sports moment. Sponsored by Pemberton Law. And Lake Area Docks and Lifts. We are going to start today's podcast with a little bit of otter hockey history. The Otter Boys hockey team lost an overtime game to Mankato East on Saturday, 7-6. But history was made when Kellen Stenstrom scored five goals in that game. Grant Nygaard was the first Otter to do it against Brainerd back in 1978. Mike Athens did it against Detroit Lakes in 1989. Then in 1993, it was Greg Buckmeyer who scored five goals against Brainerd. And in 2006, the most recent game where that occurred, Cody Koski had five goals against Sock Rapids. So now you can add a fifth player to that group that has scored five goals in a game as senior Kellen Stenstrom did it in that loss to Mankato East. And we're going to start the podcast by getting the lowdown from the man himself, Kellen Stenstrom, on how it all played out. So, Kellen, what was different Saturday out there on the ice? Uh, was there no defense being played, or was there just extra ice for some reason uh, that gave you open spaces, or were you just uh, a little more accurate with your shots? What was happening that made uh, that such a big day for you? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think I just I was seeing the ice really well, and the puck uh seemed to be on the on my stick for most of the game and got a lot of good chances in the front of the net and just made them made them count well you made uh, otter history you tied uh, four other guys have scored five goals in a game hadn't happened though since uh, 2006 when uh, Cody Koski did it so you're only mm-hmm. the fifth player in in otter hockey history uh, to do that were they grade A chances, did you feel, or were there some garbage goals? How would you describe what happened? Uh, I would say my first two were probably, they were just, yeah, like kind of tapped in in front of that. It's a pretty garbage, but my my last three were all, they were pretty nice, pretty nice goals, I would say. Okay, I'm going to put you on the spot here. Let's, let's go back and uh, see how your memory is. Recap the goals for me. I'll set it up, and uh, and then you describe it, okay? So, uh, the first one, you're behind one nothing, and you get the uh, the first goal of the day for the Otters, and, and Jack Weldy got the assist. How did that one happen? Uh, let's see. I think he just kind of got it. Uh, he was on, like, the left side of the net. I can't remember if he shot it off the pad or just slid it across me, but I think I was, like, four feet in front of the net and just kind of shot it in. Your next goal in the second period gave the Otters a, a two-to-one lead, and Jack and Shane Zierden both assisted on on that one. So uh, set that one up. That was uh, pretty similar, actually, just with Shane puck there on that left side of the net again, and I think he slid it over to me uh, on the backhand, and again, just right right in front of the net, just kind of tapped it in. So the Otters had the lead at that time, but. Uh, the Cougars wound up leading three to two after two, and and you had to come back in the the third period. And after Adam Kennedy tied it up, they went ahead again, and then you scored unassisted to uh, tie the game. How did that develop? 
I don't know how it developed. I just remember getting the puck uh, kind of behind the goal line or behind the net and saw the goalie was kind of late moving over. So I just uh, kind of wrapped it around real quick and tucked it right beside the post. And those are fun. And then you got power play goal. Yeah. Give us. Uh, I'll that one. That one, I think that was maybe a five on three. Maybe it wasn't. I don't know. But we should have we should have scored like three or four times before that. And then I think Weldy gave it to me up top, and I kind of just ripped one from the top of the circles and went in. Well, then you got your fifth one uh, set up by uh, by Leighton Buckmeyer that uh, gave you the lead, and I'm sure felt pretty good because you're getting late in the game. But uh, how did that one happen? And that one, yeah, that one might have been on the power play. I think the one from Bucky. That was okay. my, yeah. So the fourth one, my fourth one was a breakaway. And the fifth one, yeah, that was that was on the power play from Bucky. I think I just Oops. got kind of got it on top of the circles and let one rip. Well, it was certainly a, a day to remember. I'm sure uh, you won't forget that one. But uh, yeah. the, the tough thing is, though, well, you lost the game, and I, I know that uh, you've had some tough losses and. Uh, you you do something like that, and it's kind of it's like uh, you know you just want the win. You know, it feels better in a win. I'm sure. Oh, for sure. Tell me about the power play right now. You got that power play goal. Are the Otters making some some progress on the power play? Do you feel good about the way that's developing? Uh, yeah, I think just recently here in the past couple of weeks, we've really started to get a lot better with it. Just a lot better puck movement up top with. Uh, uh, Weldy and Buckmeyer and me kind of all rotating up top. And I think uh, that's kind of been the key to our power play success. And this is uh, your senior year. Your last year is an otter. Has that hit you yet, Kellen? I mean, we're getting close to the end. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's starting to hit kind of just, it's a, it's a countdown now. As you look at uh, what this team has done and look ahead to the uh, playoffs, what are your hopes or expectations, you know, as the playoffs come uh, here in the in the next couple of weeks? Uh, yeah, obviously, you just want to make a run and kind of get to that section final again, and hopefully uh, this year come home with a win. I had someone ask me the other day, and I couldn't answer it, so I'll let you answer it. Uh, what you, What are you going to do after graduation? Is hockey uh, a part of your future? Yeah, I, uh, as of right now, I'm going to try to play somewhere. Um, not sure you where yet though. Well, there are some options are out out there with the college or juniors. You got a lot of options, it seems. Yeah, yeah. Talking to a few uh, different teams right now, just uh, kind of taking it slow. So tell us when your love affair with hockey started. When did you start playing this game? Oh, I I was probably four years old grew up always watching it and just loved the game right from the get-go. All right. Well, uh, congratulations on a, a great day, a record-setting day. I know you led the team in the scoring last year, and you're at the top again, I think, this year. So you've had some uh, great back-to-back uh, accomplishments here with the Otters, and uh, good luck as the playoffs come around. But thanks for uh, joining us on the podcast. Yep, thank you. Well, Kellen and his fellow seniors and teammates are getting ready for the start of the postseason as It's winding down. The high school hockey season just has a couple of weeks left in the regular season, and then it is on to the playoffs. The Minnesota Twins have parted ways with Jorge Polanco. Polanco, a 10-year veteran for the Twins, was traded 
to the Seattle Mariners yesterday, and it's a five-player trade. So coming to Minnesota for Polanco, our outfield prospect, Gabriel Gonzalez, he's a right-handed hitting corner outfielder who split last season between single A and high A. He's an excellent hitter and a top prospect, number 79 overall in the MLB pipeline rankings among minor league players. So we're getting a good prospect there. He's only 20 years old. We'll see how he pans out, but he's kind of the focal piece, the centerpiece of that deal for Minnesota. They also get a relief pitcher who had a good year last year, Justin Topa. Topa's 32 years old, and last year with Seattle, he posted a 2.61 ERA over 75 games, striking out 61, walking 18 in the 69 innings. They also get a starter, Anthony DiSclefani, whose $12 million salary will be covered in part by Seattle sending cash to Minnesota in the deal as well. Uh, DiSclefani was traded for the second time this winter. The Mariners had acquired him from San Francisco earlier. He had some injury issues at the end of the season last year. He missed the final two months with a flexor strain in his right elbow. But he did have a 488 ERA in 99 and two-thirds innings last season. And the final piece to that puzzle was Darren Bowen. He is a relief pitcher who was chosen in the 13th round in the 2022 draft. Last year, he posted a 388 ERA over 55 and two-thirds innings in what was his first minor league season. It will be strange, though, to not see Jorge Polanco in that Twins lineup. Anthony Edwards scored 27 points, and the Minnesota Timberwolves beat the Oklahoma City Thunder 107-101 last night. And that was a matchup of teams that entered the night tied for the lead in the Western Conference standings. The Wolves also got double-doubles from Carl Anthony Towns, who had 21 points, 10 rebounds, and Rudy Gobert with 12 points and 17 rebounds. And the Wolves had lost three of five, and that was a crucial win for them because they had dropped two of their three games so far this year against Oklahoma City. And the Thunder, along with the Denver Nuggets, are the two teams that are engaged in a battle with Minnesota for the top spot in the West. In fact, with that loss, Oklahoma City is now tied with Denver, a game behind the Timberwolves in the Western Conference standings. And those two teams... Oklahoma City and Denver will square off tomorrow night on the Thunder's home court while the Wolves are hosting the Dallas Mavericks tomorrow evening. And Minnesota Vikings tight end TJ Hawkinson had surgery on Monday to repair the torn ACL in his right knee, an injury suffered on December 24th against the Detroit Lions. Hawkinson also tore the MCL in the same knee and decided, along with the Vikings, to delay the ACL surgery until the MCL had healed. Well, that happened, and they completed the operation yesterday. And Hawkinson, of course, was having just a a great year, a career year, in his first full season with the Vikings. At the time of the injury, he ranked second in the NFL in catches by a tight end and third in receiving yards. And he did sign a four-year contract extension in August, at, and it's worth at least $66 million at up to $68.5 million with additional incentives. So good to have that surgery done. There's no timetable now on his return to the field. The Vikings are about six months away from a training camp getting underway. 
Pemberton Law carries a legacy of trustworthy and reputable legal representation dating back to 1883. And they serve you from four different locations around the area in Fergus Falls, Wadena, Detroit Lakes, and Alexandria. And you can visit them online also at PEMLaw.com. Also, Lake Area Docks and Lift sponsors our podcast, and they have five convenient locations throughout Lakes Area to serve you as you get ready for spring and summer fun on the water with Lake Area Docks and Lifts. Thanks for joining us for our podcast today. We're back again tomorrow. You've been listening to The Sports Moment with Craig Olson. Sponsored by Pemberton Law and Lake Area Docks and Lifts. Produced by Sunroom Lab. Music by Blue Red Roses. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And thanks for listening.